Welcome to the IMTS Monthly Podcast Series, brought to you by the International Manufacturing Technology Show 2016. Now I'm starting. Good morning, everybody. This is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad. Thanks for coming again to another monthly IMTS EDU webinar. This time, this session is being brought to you from beautiful downtown Clee Ellum, Washington. Yeah, I'm about 100 miles east of Seattle, over the Cascade Mountains, through the pass, and I'm over in Clee Ellum uh, because my daughter Kelly and her Portland State uh, University golf, women's golf team qualified for the big dance in the NCAA and the regionals are being held starting this afternoon uh, right here in uh, Cleelum and so we came over to watch her and 23 of the other top teams in the country uh, play this week and it's really going to be exciting it's going to be fun and so I'm sitting here in a I'm, I'm in a best western um, hotel using their high-speed internet to talk to you guys and I, I apologize for the lighting because typically I like to get a I get like to get better lighting in front of me but but this um, this hotel has everything is nailed down or bolted to the wall so I can't move anything you know I like to try to move it so that I get like natural sunlight coming out of the the window and and stuff and I can't do that the wind you know the the window is uh, I'm sorry the window is over there but I can't move this so this is this is the best that I could do so you'll we'll just have to uh, suffer, suffer with this it's not my face you're really concerned about anyway uh, and in fact what you're concerned about and which is why we've got such a tremendous uh, um, response to attend uh, to uh, uh, attending this particular webinar is because we're talking about email now as a uh, uh, as a marketing consultant to uh, corporations and uh, organizations like uh, AMT um, you know it's my job to understand marketing I mean not just marketing itself but it's also my job to to uh, have a really good working knowledge of pretty much <laughs> most of the marketing tools that are out there and uh, you know and one in particular that obviously we are all very very interested in is email and so over the years you know I've made it a practice of studying uh, email what what makes successful emails things like that I mean, because we all use email all the time and not only just for personal reasons but we use email all the time uh, to uh, to get out there and 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 promote our products and services, and uh, and as well we should. It's a very very powerful tool, but you know it has its. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, it's like you know with with all the good that comes there comes not good, and uh, and and without a doubt that's uh, that's a problem that email has. So uh, so this session you know obviously brought to you by IMTS 2014. Uh, you know, want to encourage you. Registration is open uh, for IMTS. I hope that you have already registered, and I and I'm pretty sure that today the conference registration is open today. So uh, I would certainly encourage you to go to IMTS.com and uh, click on the attendee part of the educate. You know, and and look and see what education, what conferences they've got going on for you uh, at the show, and and make sure you get all signed up for that stuff. We really want to see you there. So, um, so let let's start out by this. Let me ask you this this question. All right, uh, you know, kind of one of these uh, um, 
rhetorical questions, but I'm going to ask it anyway, all right? Which email do you look forward to opening? Do you look forward to opening an email from your best friend, Ralph, and, uh, you know, and, and you see Ralph sends you an email and you go, oh, oh, what's Ralph got to say to me today, right? Or do you look forward to those emails that come from faceless corporations, right, that you know the moment you see the, the subject line and the uh, the from uh, name that you say, oh, I can't wait to open that up and see what it says. Um, and, you know, in, in all of our, in, in pretty much all of our cases, you know, obviously we're looking forward to seeing emails from friends, you know, when, when, when we open our email box in the morning. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I used to ask if people if there's anybody who needs more emails and and of course that's a joke you know nobody needs more emails we all get too many emails uh um but you know the way that we consume emails it's sort of like it's it's like the ab pile in direct mail you know when you when you go to the mailbox and you get your mail uh the first thing we almost all of us do is we we stand by the, the trash can and we start flipping through the mail and and if it's if it's something of interest to us if it's from somebody we know we have a relationship with or that that is somebody that's important to us well we take that one and we put it over on the a pile you know on our table or our desk or something like that and those things that we deem as being not worth of worth our time uh, goes into the B pile, which is in the trash, right? And we all do that. We all do that. And the, the fact is, is, that's exactly what we do when it comes to email, is that when we go into our email boxes, now, you know, of course, we rely a lot on our spam filters now to catch those that are obviously spam, although sometimes, you know, we will go check our spam filters, and we might see something that got nabbed in there that really shouldn't have been. But you know that's the that that's the technological problem of of technology i guess i don't know and 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 uh, uh you know but essentially when we go into our email, our inboxes you know we we do the ab thing you know we will you know you might you might scan down the uh subject lines and look at what what interests you or matt see this if if there's a subject line in it you might might scan over and see who it's from um, and if and if it's somebody that you don't know, you know, if you if you go down the list of 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 where it's from, you might just go in and click delete, 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 delete. Uh, um, you know, very very quickly on a whole bunch of these emails. So, um, so while email is really really a very powerful tool, you know, there's a lot of there are hurdles that we have to overcome if we want to use it effectively as a marketing tool. <clears throat> See, because because when we, you know, when I'm talking, you know, when I was first saying is is that when you open your email box, which email are you looking forward to? Okay, are you looking forward to having from the friend, or are you looking forward to ha getting something from a faceless corporation? And yet, then when we as uh, as marketers, as we when we wear the hat of the marketer, which email do we send? How often are we actually sending emails? That are the faceless corporation to people, and you know where where we are guilty of doing that. 
So I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about some, some of the things that I have learned, some of the things that I do, a couple of little tricks that I do to help me to uh, uh, send out better emails, to get better open rates, better response rates, things like that. And, uh, and just so you always know, you know, we always record these sessions. Uh, and they will be, and it will be archived. Hopefully, it'll be up in the next day or two, uh, depending upon my schedule with uh, Kelly out on the golf course. Uh, but we'll get it up as quickly as possible. And and of course, you know, right down below, you can see the, the Q and A. Uh, feel free to pop in your questions down in there, and I will do my best to follow those uh, during during the session. Uh, and if I don't answer your question during the session, don't worry. I'll have a Q and A. I'll, I'll have time to answer all the questions at the end because I'll I'll probably even have to put this these things on just so I can even read read your questions. But let's 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 think about this here, okay? Um, you know, we love email. We love email. We all love email when it comes to, uh, especially from from a marketing perspective. And do you remember? Uh, um, do you remember when we first started? We first had email. You know, like AOL. You know, it had that. You know, that you've got mail. You know, or or we would say, uh, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to go check my email or something like that. And and we were looking forward to checking our email. All right. Well, we've developed a love affair. You know, with email, but the primary reason there 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 are two pri I should say two primary reasons why we developed that love affair. They're very very obvious. Number one, it's free, right? It's free, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we can say it's free. You know, we can we can write a message. See, the amazing thing is that we can write a message, whether it's to one person or to a million people, and it costs the same. It costs nothing. You know, uh, you know. And and that is a that's a good thing, that's a good thing, but it makes it very very easy for us to kind of uh, uh, start to just just fall into that that trap of saying, well I you know I I sent an email and I clicked send to uh, you know to ten thousand people, I must be a really good marketer right, uh, and and it's just it's sort of like cheating. Is what it is. It's that you know, in the past, you know, before email, when we had to do direct mail, <clears throat> if you wanted to contact ten thousand people, well, I mean, you'd have to go get a list, then you had to, you know, uh, you had to get labels, you had to print up something, you know, whether it was a self mailer, you put in an envelope, and then you put then then you you know, and then you mailed it, and did you mail it with bulk bulk mail, or did you mail it with with the um, you know, with uh, first-class stamps, um, that type of stuff, and uh, and now it's like it's like okay, you know, well, we go out and we get you know ten thousand emails and uh, write a message, click send, and man, it took uh, took five minutes, took five minutes, and uh, and aren't we really really smart? And that's and and that that's good news, and of course that's bad news, you know, but because because we also hate email, we also hate email because when we are on the receiving end. Of email, well, you know, we see a lot of this stuff as spam, and if it's if it's unwanted, if it's not useful, if it's not interesting, if it's not I don't know entertaining, uh, if it, if it's not from somebody that we know, well, then then 
for the most part, a lot of us just look at it as spam. And if we as marketers want to use a tool like email, a powerful tool like email, well then we want to make sure that we avoid this and we, that we step out and do something else. So I've got a list of things that I've kind of collected over the years um, that I do that have helped me to become uh, to to get uh, better results through email that I've recommended to my clients as well. You know, the first thing that we want to recognize is that there are really just three things that we're looking for an email to do. You know, number one is we want the, the, the person, the receiver, the recipient at the other end of the line to open our email. That's why we, you know, when we do our measurements, you know, very often it's 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 how many opens did did we get, and what percentage of the e emails that we sent out were opens. An interesting number is that uh, uh, what I find uh, is that um, if if um, is that the average. It seems like when a company or an organization sends out an email blast, is that it's you know you're looking at the 18 to 20 percent you know open rate, and that's seems to be the number that that most of the organizations that I've been around seem to seem to say well that's what our open rate is okay and I always I always think well that's really you know that's that's actually not very good isn't it you know don't we want to try to get that open rate up a little bit higher so job 1 is to get it open you know job 2 then is to get it read you know we want the message to be read by by the person at the other end of at the other end of the line and then when they when they read it then each and every time we should have some type of response mechanism that is built in a call to action some type of some something that we want them to do as a result of receiving and reading our email, and you know, and and each one of those is important because you know, first of all, if they don't open it, well, then they're not going to read it and they're not going to respond. Okay, if they open it and they start to read it and it's it's boring or it's uninteresting or it's it's like you know, it's just something they don't want to get. Well, then it'll, you'll never get to the response part. So so you have to go in that order is that we have to get them to open it. We have to get them to read it before we can get them to respond to it. So in the question, you know, so so one of the first things that we should always be thinking about is when we send it, when we're getting ready to send an email campaign. And this, of course, is a question that you would always ask, regardless of what marketing tool you're using, if you're using direct mail or telemarketing or anything like that, you know, what is the desired action that you want the recipient, the prospect, to take? Now, the reason why I ask is, you know, it might be, it might even sound obvious that you're asking a question that, 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 uh, of what it is, but the fact is, I don't think it is obvious because I think that for the most part, most companies tend to try to make the sale, and that's really not how a lot of us work. Okay, we've talked about this before. You know, I talked about this in in my in the micro conversion uh, program that I did a, a while back. But this is essential. This is exactly where this fits in. You see, <clears throat> see, if we're sending something out to our prospect. Well, ultimately, yes, we want the macro conversion. We want the sale from them. But but things have to happen. Most of the time, things have to happen in between now and then before that person will come to that conclusion, before they will make that decision. And we can't just leap to the end and say, well, you know, if you're interested in this type of product or service, contact us. 
all right because that you know we're we're now jumping to the end and and that's that's too soon when you're using tools like this see we want to look for what are the micro conversions in between now and then that we can get them to take that take them one step closer to the to the end result that that get them on that conveyor belt of being a prospect who is in communication with us who has who has established that, that that there is something there for them to talk to us about so i'm looking for a micro conversion i'm not looking for the sale i'm looking for the next step what can i do in my message what would be the purpose of my message that would give that person a reason to respond and if it's the first time that i am communicating with them then one of the things that I want to try to do is I want to try to make it as painless as possible for them to respond to me. See, think about this now. You know, if I try to sell you something, if it's very, very obvious that you and I meet and I try to sell you something, you will resist. Everybody will. We all do. We are, we are, it's ingrained in us. We are trained to resist sales efforts okay so when we when we are first meeting somebody then what our job is is our job is to start to establish that relationship with the, with those people and uh, and get them to agree that let's keep talking or let's stay in touch with each other or something like that you know very very few of us can just jump right to the end and say oh yeah let's uh, let, you know let's just let's just ask for the sale so 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 job number 1 is that when i'm going into a a, a campaign an email campaign i want to know what is it that i want them to do now it might be you know i might want to combine in fact often what i will do is i will i will combine like content marketing with email marketing, and what I might say is is um, is that I'll 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 you know I'll have compiled say a list of the top five questions uh, that you know or the top five concerns that bother people in this industry and in this marketplace, and then I will I will put together a a just a, you know a white a white paper maybe or just a short you know FAQ type of thing, you know saying here's uh, you know we've compiled this you know we've we've gone out and we've studied the marketplace we've learned what the five most important questions are to you. And you know what? We, we've come up with, we found the answers. And if you would like to get these, then all you have to do is, is click here to respond and we will send this to you. So it'd be, it might be something just as simple as that. And I might, that might be that first micro conversion that, well, actually, in reality, and I'll, tell, I'll back, you know, I will say this, um, that actually, in reality, it would be the second micro conversion. I'll tell you what the first one is first, you know, in just a second. Um, but the, the, so that the second micro conversion is that they respond by requesting that or, or, or something along that line. But we're trying to make it as painless uh, as possible for them to want to start, to want to continue the communication with us. Number two is, open and what are the subject lines and this is actually the first micro conversion you know like i said we want them to open it we want them to read it we want them to respond so the first micro conversion is they have to open the email now as i as i said when when we are looking at e in at our inbox 
we will be scanning the subject lines and we will be scanning the from you know, uh, area too. If it's from somebody we know, then we'll probably open it. We will probably open it, even if it has some stupid, you know, not nonsensical subject line on it. If it's from somebody we know, we will open it. If it's not from somebody we know, then we read the subject line, and the subject line has to give us a reason to open the email. And too often, and I mean too, too often, I see emails from companies who are trying to blast out what they consider to be marketing messages. And the subject lines are absolutely stupid. You know, you know just like announcing a new widget. You know, or something like that is the subject line. You know, and I could care less about your new widget. You know, it's 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 not on my radar screen. You, you and I have no relationship. So if you're announcing a new widget, well, good for you. Delete. All right. So when we think about subject lines, see the the idea is that the subject line has to make the person say to themselves, hmm. What else? I need to know more about this, right? It's sort of like, it's not sort of like, it's exactly like when you read a newspaper. And if we've ever taken any type of writing course or anything about, about newspapers, you know, we know that the purpose of the headline of the newspaper is simply to get you to read the next sentence. That's all the purpose of the headline is. It's just to get you to read the next sentence. And we will scan the paper, and we will look at the headlines. And if, we, if the headline does not, does not grab us, we just go to the next one. We just go to the next article. And so, so, so there are things that we can do in subject lines you know, that, get, that, that grab somebody and make them want to go in, open the email, and start to read this. You know, you can do subject lines that promise something good for them. You can do subject lines that pique their interest. You know, people love lists. Like if you say, you know, uh, um, you know, ten reasons why your customers stopped buying from you. Okay, something like that. You know, people love lists. Uh, you know, you know, you don't want to mislead people. You know, you don't want to, you know, be that person uh, and, uh, uh, like, for example, you know, people always say, oh, sex sells. Well, sex sells some things, okay? And sex does grab somebody's attention, but it doesn't keep, keep their attention. And, you know, you might say something in the headline, you know, like, you know, like sex, and, and they go, oh, what is that? And they open it up and they realize, well, it's, it's, it's about machine tools. You know, well, that doesn't make them happy, okay? Uh, that They don't like that. You don't want to mislead people, you know. You want to talk to their needs. Talk to them from their perspective. Almost, almost every email, almost every email that I see from corporations, and I'm going to say faceless corporations, almost every email I see is talking to me from the faceless corporation's perspective, not from my perspective. And I'm and I'm going to tell you something. The only thing I care about is me. I do not care about that faceless corporation. I only care about me. So talk to me about my needs. Now, the best way the the, the best way to get you know subject lines is is to swipe them. Swipe the subject lines. Now I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a technique that I use. Uh, that helps me to come up with 
lots and lots of ideas for subject lines uh, that will get people to open them up. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Um, if you can write these down right now, or you can come back later on and download the visuals when, when you see this. But see, but I'm going to tell you online. You know, there, there, are, there's a group of people, a number of people who are basically internet marketing gurus. Okay, and these people specialize in selling products and marketing products via the internet. And so obviously email is a huge tool for them. And they are they have gotten this down to an absolute science. And so what I do is I am I am I have signed up with all of these people. I've gone into all of their websites, you know, and they'll and they'll all have something that'll say like like ooh free report you know, for, you know, download this free report, just give us your email address, right? And I'm happy to do that. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to download that free report. I'm going to give them my email address because then they are going to bombard me with emails. The emails will come on a, almost on a daily basis from them, sometimes more than one email a day. And for most of us, you know, when we start to get this, start to get these things, the way we, you know, we just look at them as spam and we just go, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up to be getting this stuff all the time. But the fact is, is that they work. Okay. They do work. And so what I'm suggesting is, is that you go sign up for them, you know, and, and, I don't care. Don't if you don't want to use your name, get a you know create a bogus email address on Gmail or something like that, and you know and then put a separate you know email account so that everything goes into that email account. But what you will then get when you go in to to Dan or Brendan and Joe, you know, see the, the weird thing is a lot of these people are now friends of mine. But anyway, don't tell them I'm telling you this. Uh, but uh, that. Uh, uh, when you start getting emails from them and you start to collect these emails from them, you will start to see, oh, the headlines. What do they do to get people to open open their messages? And the subject lines, you can start to you can start to swipe those subject lines yourself. Let me give you an example. Like for, for example, Lori Morgan Ferrero. Okay, here is a list of the latest emails that I have received from Lori, you know, over the last probably just the last, you know, a month, maybe even not that long, last couple of weeks. But if you take a look at these, now I got to put my glasses on so I can see so I can see these things while I'm talking to you. Um, but if you take a look at these, look at the types of titles that they that she's using here. So like here, free story telling challenge starts today. Okay free all right and it starts today you know this is you know there's a timely thing here um you know workshop recording free for 72 hours see so she's saying okay here you come in here and you're going to get something for free that might be helpful for to you uh, helpful to you you know what what does gwyneth paltrow know about conscious uncoupling now, now there she's she's grabbing onto something that's in current events that everybody's talking about and because everybody's talking about it they kind of have an interest in that and so she she used that as a way to get people to want to open up uh up their emails or this here okay winston right and winston that's my secret name is winston uh you know for my secret email address you know this deserves your valuable attention you know want to build a website without a webmaster 
you know, fun little video. See, the, you know, the next 20 seconds can change your life. Open up, giving me directions on what to do. All right, the live streaming event. What would you ask a crystal ball? Chal you know, saying to you know, kind of piquing your interest to say, well, if you had a crystal ball, what would you ask it? And so you say, oh, what's going on here? What is it? What is this all about? How to make your competition disappear? Boy, that's a powerful. That's a powerful headline. See, and 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 I've been hiding something. It's time to come clean. People love dirt. People love dirt. Uh, you know, you know, happy clients means a happy life. Today, I'm breaking all the rules. Now, you see, here's the thing: is that see, I can go through and I can take every, I can take every one of those examples, and I can kind of say, all right, so I'm going to do a mailing, uh, an email blast. Um, you know, what what am I going to be? What do I want people to do? And you know, which of these headlines can I? kind of take and twist a little bit so that it fits mine or maybe even just just use it because uh, because heck you know what my clients don't know who Lori is and and my marketplace doesn't know who Lori is so if I say something like how to make your competition disappear you know they're going to open that up and I'm going to get in there and I'm going to have a message that's going to say, you know what, I've come up with uh, some pretty strong ideas, uh, you know, and here, you know, and, and I've set up a blog post uh, that has seven ways to make your, uh, um, your competition disappear. So if you'd like to read more about that, then just click this link, okay? And that's the thing that I want them to do. That's the response I want them to do. I want them to go to my blog, all right, and read that, read that post. And then in that post, I will have something else that I will want them to respond to. You see what I'm saying? Is that is is that you know she's she's doing she's using all kinds of different techniques here. She's using uh, you know personal personalization. She's using uh, you know piquing their interest. She's she's using lists. She's using word free. She's using urgency. She's using all of these things, and they are all uh, and and and. And believe you me, if she is using these, then uh, you're going to see similar types of headlines or subject lines. I mean, in the other people, okay. But but by collecting this, this is just like this is like a library of subject lines because the first thing you know is to get them to open it up, and so that basically is the most important thing that you want to have have people do. Now, when you go inside Lori's emails. You will notice that she and everybody else write. They write conversationally. See, I'm going to tell you that that 90, 95 percent, 98 percent, 99. I don't know. It's, you know, stupid high percentage of emails that come from businesses act like they're talking to a business. You hear what I'm saying? They write like they're talking to ten thousand people. They write like they're talking that, that, that it's a business talking to a business. All right. There's no such thing as a business talking to a business. When your salespeople go out and meet with customers, when you go out and meet with prospects, you are not talking to them the way you write in the emails. You are talking to them one-on-one, -on -one, person to person. You are having a conversation with them. So, so when you see something that comes from, you know, like like here for, with with Lori, okay, she says, "Hi, Winston." You know, woohoo! You know, today is the first day of Sterling Tales. You know, I'm loving your tales. About to, you know, see, she's talking in very, very conversational language, and and you and uh, uh, and that is what 
how people want to be talked to. They don't want to be talked to as if they are a, you know, from, from a faceless corporation to a faceless corporation. You know, right in conversation. Now, what about HTML? Do you notice anything interesting about, you know, about this? Is that, what does that look like? See, when you send a message to your friends, how do you send it? It's in text, right? You just send them a, you just type out a message and click send. But when we send messages from us, from corporations, what do we send? We send HTML messages. See, on the left is the message that you get from Lori Morgan, Morgan Ferrero. And if you go in and see all these other people who I pointed out to you, who are the top, who are the best of the best on the internet and on, on using, uh, uh, you know, the internet and email and even social media and all of those things, uh, then, you know, and they are all writing in that. Now, here's, here's the fact. Lori's message is in HTML. It just looks like it's in text because every one of those links is trackable. So it's written in HTML, but it's written to look like a typical text message that goes out to people. Well, let's compare that compare that to the one that I got from American Airlines yesterday that is just, you know, it's it's just this big, you know, corporate thing and uh, um, that's it. There's nothing personal about it. All right, but we think it's cool because we're put, you know, we're branding it, you know, with that, you know, with our, with that big picture and that big visual, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, that's something to, to, to really, really think about is how, how you are being perceived by the person at the other end. And one of the things about email is, is like I say, the, the, we will always open an email from somebody that we know, like, and trust, right? And that takes time. That takes time. And and think about that pesky salesman who calls you every two weeks to try to sell you um, ink toner, you know, or tries to sell you a new, uh, you know, cellular phone plan or something like that. Think about the person that, that think about that person. And every time that person calls and and you and 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 let's say you see them on their you know you see them on your phone uh, the caller ID and you know it's you know it's them you click you know ignore and the reason why you click ignore is because they're is because they're a pest they're an annoying pest they are not a welcome guest and what we want to do is become a welcome guest and so if we think long term see if you know that that annoying pest from the very beginning, all that annoying pest has, has done is try to sell me something. And I know that every single time that person contacts me, that's all that he or she is trying to do. It's, it's all they're trying to do is sell me something. When you know, we, we don't want to be sold to all the time. We don't mind buying stuff. In fact, we love to buy stuff. But we, but we don't want to be sold to all the time. Because, then, because we, we're thinking all they see us as is, is uh, a checkbook. So... We want to think long term in developing that relationship with people so that when we do send emails to them, they will want to open it up. And if we send emails to them and they want to open it up, guess what happens to our open rates? Boom, goes way up. That's what happens to our open rates. You know, they, they're not 20%. You know, they go to 50%, 70%, and 80% because we've developed that long term relationship with them. 
by talking to them like human beings and providing them with valuable information. You know, use an actual name in your replies. Uh, um, you, know, you know, that American Airlines email that I received, look at who it's from. It's from the American Airlines Advantage program. I don't know that person. You know, I don't, you know, I've been in this program since the beginning. You know, I've got almost six million miles on that program. And they are still not, I still don't get something from Bob Smith, right? It's still, uh, it, it's just coming from a company. You know, that, there's nothing personal about that. There's nothing that makes me want to do, you know, that makes me want to do business with them. I mean, yes, I am trapped in the American Airlines Frequent Prisoner Program, like many of us are, uh, and, uh, and, and so they've got me from that. But it doesn't make me want to do business with them. Now, here's one that's a little bit, uh, um, I don't want to say controversial, but, but um, it, it might, may work, it may not work, you know, and that is to personalize the subject and body. So in other words, like in the subject line, you might, you know, you might say, you know, hey, Steve, you know, here are seven tips to, uh, you know, beat the competition, right? Um, if you remember right, in one of Lori's uh, subject lines, she had Winston. Winston, blah, blah, blah. But you notice she didn't have them in all the subject lines. She only had it in, in I think, two or three of them is in that whole page that I showed you. Uh, and the thing about that, and even in the subject, even in the body when you're writing to somebody is to say, you know, hi, hi, Steve, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, of course, we can all do this with our, with our programs. The thing to do is to test, all right? I'll, I'll talk about that. And the thing to do is, is see how your, your uh group re responds to something like that uh, because sometimes it works uh, uh, and, and when it does work it works very very well all right but sometimes people will, will they'll, they'll go eh, I don't really I, you know you know there we I know that's a merge program that's putting that in there and, and that type of stuff uh, but like I say the science is in the testing you know this is the, this is both art and science and you want to get it to be as much science as possible, rather than rather than write an email, you know, rather than sit down in the office with a bunch of people and just say, "Well, we need to do an email blast. What should we talk about?" Well, we've got to send out some, you know, a newsletter, and and, and you know, let's uh, let's talk about the new color of our new products and stuff like that. And and uh, yeah, okay, yeah, let's announce that in the subject line. You know, the subject line, you know, you know, ABC Widget Company announces, uh, you know, four new colors, you know, for their product line, you know, and. You know, and then we then we blast it out, right? Well, the thing we should be doing is we should be testing. We should be testing the different types of of, of subject lines, using names, uh, um, which types of subject lines work best. You know, when you do email blasts, um, you, you know, you want to you know probably do split testing. Uh, most programs nowadays, most of the systems that, that are online that people are using, uh, you know, uh, set it up. And it's really not that difficult to do split testing. But to, to split test to see which types of subject lines resonate. Which types? You know, do, do questions resonate? Do uh, lists resonate? Do, does, you know, something fun and quirky like referring to Gwyneth Paltrow's, you know, di divorce? Does that you know, does that create something? Does controversy, uh, you know, create something? Look and see which ones actually do the best job of getting getting them to open 
the emails and then what and then inside the emails test the different types of uh, you know is a long email you know good you saw that Lori Morgan you know that that email she sent was pretty long had, had a lot of it was it was a long message and and there's nothing wrong with long messages the, the only the only thing wrong is when it's boring that's it and in in advertising and marketing uh, the length of the message is only dictated by how long you can keep their attention and if you are boring then the then the answer is not very long not very long and that's why most advertising agencies will tell you oh no you want to have short quick very short messages because people don't pay any attention to that stuff you know or you want to have a lot of white space you know in your ads because that's you know that design that helps people see it. no it means that they don't know how to write copy that's what that means and uh, you know everything works if you know what you're doing so but but it comes from but everybody I know that has been very very successful at this has tested 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 and it and that's where the science is because the more you test the smarter you get and uh, and that's that's huge okay so remember though that the last that the most important thing at it ultimately is the desired response so when we say okay we want to know you know we want to increase opens open rates and then we want to increase you know click click throughs which is the desired response now one of the, one of the things I will uh, I don't have it in here but I will I will make a very strong recommendation to you is never ever ever send an email that that the link is back to your home page I mean that's a massive mistake uh, and the reason why that's a massive mistake is because your home page is for people who are just searching on the internet um, if you have you know if you send out an email that is talking about a specific uh, um, product that you've got or a specific a, a solution that you have um, or you know a asset management software or something like that and you set up a link well make sure that the link takes them to what is known as a landing page in your website it's, it's, it's a specific page that is just for those people and and if, if you're talking about a particular uh, product or service in your in your line have the link take them straight to that page that way when that way you know what, that they've landed on that page because uh, because that's where they want to be don't make them you know what happens is that when we send people to just our home page then uh, uh, you know then they get our home get to our home page and now they have to search now they have to go find the information that they're interested in and no we want to we want to make the path as easy as possible for our customers uh, to to get the information that they want so email can be this really really powerful tool but we have to but but we can't just keep using it as if it was just some afterthought because I mean we we actually really rely on email a lot in marketing and uh, and I know that you do uh, and I know that you're doing blasts out there uh, and I th and I think you need to challenge yourself to to ask yourself okay are you know the open rates that we've got I mean are these you know okay so we're getting X number of open rates and I'll just use the number 20% and I'll just say you're getting 20% open rates well so what you know what do you have to do to get 40% open rates uh, because because imagine you know if if you double your open rates then you're gonna end up doubling your response rates 
you know, and then how do you, yeah, how do you increase your, your response rates? And, uh, and, you know, email can be very, very powerful because it is free. It's easy to use. It's easy to send, but it's also terrible because it's free. It's easy to use and it's easy to send. And, and we get lazy. We get really, really lazy. But if we're going to use a tool as powerful as email, then we should be very, very smart about, about what we're doing. We want people to open our emails. We want them to read our emails, and we want them to respond to our emails. So that's it. So uh, fire away. Give me some questions. Tell me some, you know, Ask me something that, uh, that I can't answer, and then I'm going to have to go out and find somebody smarter than me to to. to you know, send, send, send me an answer. Okay. You know, uh, and, uh, nobody's got a question about, about email. Hmm? 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 People are dropping off. They're going, they're going, saw enough. I'm done now. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Question attachments or embedded. Um, for one thing, uh, um, attachments, my, my, all right. My not not just my personal feeling, but but a a very strong attitude in the marketing world is that uh, attachments are a bad idea. Um, people do not want to get attachments. That's how viruses get spread. Is you get these bogus spoof emails, and they say, "Oh, click this attachment or click this link," right? You know, uh, but but a lot of it is is opening attachments, and so attachments can uh, really really bite you. If if you've got something that you want want them to read, to to get, um, then that's the that's the response you want. Is you want them to, you, you say, "Hey, here, click this. This will take you to a page in our website where you can get that." That download. Now, one thing I would also do is that I would take them to a landing page. Now, let's say you've got a white paper, um, you know, or you know, or information that they that they want. You know, you can take them to a page, a landing page, or what is also known as a squeeze page, which, which might be an, an outside uh, um, website, uh, and you can say, okay. Um, you know, here, just give us your email, your name and your email, and uh, um, uh, you know, and then uh, you'll get this, you'll get this immediately, right? And that way, you're now capturing people's names who are showing an interest in that particular item, all right? And that's what that's also what you want to do. So I would not, I would simply, uh, I I would have a link that that takes them somewhere else uh, to uh, to uh, to get something. Um, how do you make landing pages? Okay, um, well, a landing really all a landing page is 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 uh, now ideally, ideally, you would have a landing page for every single marketing piece that you send out, uh, so that when people, uh, you know, whether they get a trade ad or a direct mail piece or they, you know, they 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 uh, I don't know, you know, see you at a trade show or something like that, is that every single one of those would have a unique URL that takes them to a specific page within your site. Now, let's say, for example, you're advertising in a magazine, and uh, um, I'm going to say, uh, and I, frankly, I'm sorry, I don't know all the magazines in in, in the industry, and and I'll say Machine Tool Magazine, all right. And uh, so, if I'm going to have an ad in there with a URL, or if I send an email out, uh, I will I will have a URL that says that, that might say you know my it'll have my 
uh, URL slash machine tool, or you know, you know, or MT Mag or something like that. And then I will have a landing page, and it says, "Hey, thanks for coming from Machine Tool Magazine." Uh, you know, uh, I understand. You know, you understand that you are interested in this type of product or this type of service, all right? And we've got the information for you right here. So it's a specific page that is designed for that that group of people that you are marketing to, and they come into your website. That's a landing page is within your website that you've you've designed. A squeeze page, which is very very similar to a landing page, just simply means that you've set up a different a, a brand new URL uh, out there, a brand new website that they that they go to. It's the semantics are different, but I hope that I hope that that answered your question, uh, Joan. Um, let's see, how do you get around ISP blocking multiple multiple emails? Um, a lot of that, a lot of the blocking is coming from the the types of wording that's coming through, and the wording is if the wording is coming through that's based on the spam filters, they're looking for particular types of wording, uh, um, or if your I if if uh, um, you know, um, you know, if you're, uh, uh, it depends on also the system that you're using. I mean, if you're trying to send it out just like from Outlook or something like that, they they will be very careful about that. You can't send a thousand emails from Outlook. Uh, that's not it's not going to work, and you don't want to do that because you really have a difficult time, you know, tracking that. So you're going to want, you know, you want to use a, a service like Aweber or Infusionsoft or I or Constant Contact or iContact or or you know one of those. Uh, out there that uh, and these are and most of these are the, the, the really good ones they're whitelisted so uh, and when they're whitelisted then you're fine you can send out you know 50,000 emails and you won't get in trouble uh, and uh, they, they know that that's where it's coming from but now if you start to get complaints then then you know then that company will then take take action against you um, let's see our are different emails targeted to different functions more effective than general purpose emails? Um, I'm I'm not sure. Let's see. I don't really. I'm not really sure when because because um, emails are targeted. You know, you're sending to a person. All right, you're sending to a person, and you you can't send to. Uh, you can't send us to a general email address and say, "Oh, forward this to your CEO." Ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. You know, you need you need to have the name of the person that you're emailing, and you need to know who they are. But I would certainly, uh, if if you can, uh, uh, you know, mar marketing is pretty simple. Let's 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 understand what marketing is. Marketing is you know, number one. Marketing is it, it, the first first thing is who is your market? Who is your market? And and you can define your market broadly, or you can define your market narrowly. And the best way is to define it narrowly. So, see, I am going to if if I if my uh, um, primary decision maker is the CEO, then I'm going to try to create a list of emails uh, and a you know a list of contacts who are the CEOs. And yes, I will then send I will then send specific messages just to those CEOs and uh, um, and not some generic message I mean I want because 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 the second thing is is your message and you want to match your message to the market uh, 
So uh, the more narrowly you can define your market, the more you can focus the message to that market. And um, so I think it's much more effective than general purpose emails. I mean, if you, the, the, you know, I would much rather set, you know, have, instead of having an email blast to, uh, you know, 10,000 people, I would, ra I would much rather have, uh, have that segmented down to where maybe I have, you know, 500 in this list and 200 in this list and 1,000 in this list or something like that. And then I create specific messages for each one of those segments that goes out to them because everybody is, is reading this, you know, what's in it for me, what's in it for me. And, uh, you know, and if we try to just send something that's generic to everybody out to everybody out there, we'll just think about, you know, how you respond when you get generic messages, you know, they are, they are no different than, than, uh, than, than you are, or we are. Uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, we don't really have much to promote, huh? Don't you have products? <laughs> Um, you know, you're, you're, you're selling products or services. You, you, that's what you've got, you know, and, and you say you don't really have much to promote except sometimes we have promotions with our vendors. How is it best to tell our customers about these in, in emails? Um, well, uh, if you're going through vendors, you know, then, um, then, you know, that's fine, you know, but, you know, what is it that these, what is it that your, your, your customers uh, uh, what keeps them awake at night? What what uh, what are their biggest problems? Uh, you know, what are their biggest issues? And what are you doing to, to help solve those issues? Uh, and and can you communicate with them that way? Talk to them from their perspective, from their pain, you know, from their challenges, from their aspirations, and and communicate with them, you know, that way. And then uh, and you know, and then connect them with with your vendors, you know, so to speak, but, or, or, or make it into where they're asking for your product is, is what that does. But you have, you know, if, if you've got, uh, if you've got, uh, if you've got products, you've got things to, to mark, you know, to market. Uh, and, uh, that's what you can use this for. Um, let's see. How do you not end up directly in the spam folder when sending unsolicited email? Well, let's first, let's first make sure we understand something. Okay. Um, unsolicited email you know and I'm not sure where you're getting the email addresses from uh, to to send these to but unsolicited email is you know what in the eyes of the US government it's illegal to send an unsolicited email uh, the can spam act of 2003 I believe it was uh, basically dictated that you uh, you must prove a relationship with people, uh, and uh, you must uh, be able to uh, prove that that they have said it's okay for you to email them and things like that. Now that said, uh, obviously we you know we and so if you're sending out to a like if you get a big if if you've rented emails, man, I'll tell you what, man, I I I never recommend to my clients to rent email lists because uh, it doesn't matter what the company says to you. It only matters what what the person at the other end of the line thinks. If they think that you're that you're spamming them and they report you to the U.S. government, then then you got a problem. So, um, uh, you know, how do you not end up directly in the spam fil uh, spam folder when sending unsolicited e email? You know, job one is is um, is make sure that they they want information. Uh, if it's the type of information that, that they want, the it's the it's typically the uh, the subject line that is that is getting grabbed by the spam filter. So uh, so number one, don't don't send to people that don't 
that haven't asked for asked for your information. Um, uh, and I understand that that restricts a lot when it comes to emails, but uh, um, you know that's a whole marketing discussion too. You know of how to do that. Uh, what is your opinion of industry appropriate funny quotes or short videos? Well, you know, you saw you saw in um, Lori's thing that she did have an example in there about oh here's something that's fun and funny and, and things like that. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, um, there's a guy back in Pittsburgh who uh, uh, whose name is Tom Malasic who has a company called Easy Solution and every single week he sends out a video to his customer base. He, e he emails, you know, an email that, with a link to a video. And uh, every single week. And some weeks the video is uh, very informational, high content, uh, um, and, you know, very strong stuff. And some weeks it's just fun stuff. It's it's some funny video or something that, uh, that happened that was funny. And the point is that he has developed a long-term relationship with the people. And you know, do they find do they find this interesting? Uh, is it cute? Is it funny? Is it is is you know? Do they want to get it? So so humor is good. Humor is good. Video is very very strong. You know, if you if you uh, if you have a link that sends people to a YouTube video or to a video that you that you've produced, um, that in itself is very very strong because video is a powerful powerful tool. To use these days. If you're not using video, then you should. So I th and again, I think I think the answer is basically you have to test it. You have to test it to see how, uh, how you know what kind of response you're getting from it. But I think if you just come right out of the box trying to be goofy and, and silly, I, I think that that would probably not work. But uh, I think if you start to develop a relationship like Tom has done with his his marketplace, uh, and then start doing that stuff, then that's that's good. We want to do monthly product update. We were planning on sending from um, you know, from the, from product update at company to salesman at company with their customers on the blind copy. Any suggestions on this? Well, why would they open it? You know, that's the question. I mean, you you want to send product updates? Um, do they want to receive these? Have they told you they want to receive these these product updates? Or is this just you feel like you feel like oh, if we just stay out there, if we just keep blasting them, then then um, then eventually they'll get the message. See, and that's what we have to be very careful about. Is uh, again, you're not you know if you're sending it from product up you know product update at company, that's a faceless corporation. It's not a person emailing a person, and um, and and sending product updates, I think, would be much. Uh, better served to be sent to people who want to receive product updates and who have told you that they want to receive product updates. So I would be very careful about. It. I I would probably discourage discourage that myself. Uh, let's see where am I? I'm gonna make sure I'm scrolling down here. Um. Well. Oh, now we're getting a lot of questions. Try to split our contact list up by products purchased. Yes, good idea. But also considering an overarching newsletter, what are your thoughts on the pros and cons of these? Well, I think news. No, I think that's fine. Um, uh, you, you know, you you want to. You know, yes, you want to segment your list as best as you possibly can. Um, and you know, it might be that you actually combine. You know, a uh, um, you know alternate maybe. You know, if you're doing a newsletter maybe once a month, uh, then that's fine. Um, now the thing about newsletters is that you know we as companies you know we tend to think that everybody you know oh let's do a newsletter about our company and and you know well okay well what's in the newsletter is the newsletter just about you is it just about your products is it just I mean is that is that all it is uh, well then why would somebody ever care to read read about that except for you guys uh, 
Um, so uh, if you're going to do do newsletters, make sure that newsletters contain information. You know, think content marketing. The contain information, you can you can have your product information in there, but make sure you're also uh, um, featuring you know primarily information that's helpful for them. Uh, and uh, that they will they, that they actually want to receive. And what I would probably do is, if I was able to segment my audience, is I would say, okay, once a, you know, once a month, I'm going to send the newsletter out, and then also like every you know, if at, on the first of the month I send the newsletter out, well, then on the fifteenth of the month I now send out targeted emails to each segment, and uh, those targeted emails have special messages just to that just to that segment. Um, I've read and heard that Tuesday is the best day to send off email blasts. Uh, but with so many people doing <laughs> uh, I know that my email account is full on Tuesday, but very slow on Friday. Um, well, essentially, yeah, you know, see, that's that you're exactly right. You know, the, the uh, information has come out that, that, um, that really it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are your best days to, to send uh, emails. But I also know companies, and I've seen uh, examples of companies who have developed a relationship with their clients that are so personal that they're able to send emails on weekends and get high open rates. Uh, it comes from testing. It simply comes from testing. And it's not just testing day of the week, but it's also time of the day is when is is when is it good to send. So, uh, so I would certainly test um, you, you know, test the day of the week, test the time of the day. Um, uh, you know, if you find that, if you find that, that you get higher open rates on Thursday, well then say, okay, uh, uh, um, on Thursday versus any other day. Now the, the one day I would probably not send is Friday. Uh, I would probably not send on Friday, but, um, but I think Monday through Thursday is, is up for, up for grabs and I would test each one of those. But then what I would do is I would send, uh, I would send a test, you know, say, let's say on Thursday, if we find that between Monday through Thursday, Thursday opens the most, then I would test Thursday, you know, early morning, Thursday, you know, late afternoon, and then I would, t and, and work from there, because uh, time of day actually has a, has a big uh, impact on, on open rates as well. Um, how do you remove the marketing in the subject line? What? How do you remove the marketing in the subject line? Does that have something to do with being a subscriber? This is frustrating as it reduces the number of characters they see in the subject line. What do you, I'm not sure what you mean by marketing in the subject line, uh, unless you're talking about, are you talking about in Google, where it, it puts you in the promotion section or something like that? Um, I, Jennifer, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you, what you mean, because marketing in the brackets in the subject line um, would typically come from you so uh, if it's going through a system like if it's going through Google and they put it in there's there's nothing you can do about that yeah it does it, it does reduce the number of characters they see in the subject line you are exactly right about that um, but if it's being put there by a system then there's nothing you can do about that uh, do landing pages have to be designed by the website or can they be text images you know like an email the answer to that is yes <laughs> They can be designed like the website, and they can be look like that. Test and see which one gets the best best response. That's what marketing is. Marketing is all about testing. You know, you test what works against. You know, you test two things, and does this one get better response? 
then that's your control. And then you take something from that, you change a little bit, you change a little bit, and now you test. And maybe now that change, that one is now better. And then you change a little bit, and then you test. And that's, that's really all that marketing is. Uh, what's the best format for a picture or embedded story? Um, uh, an embedded story? I, uh, you mean, um, uh, I'm not sure what you mean by an embedded story. I mean, it's just a, uh, unless you're talking about something that's going to be click, clicked on. Um, what is the best format? Um, I would, you know, you know what, if you look, if you look at a lot of emails, you know, the pictures are fine. You know, you can put pictures, you can put screen grabs of, of a video in there if you say, okay, click here to watch this video, uh, because obviously they're not going to, you know, the videos are not going to play within the uh, within it. Uh, but what is the best format, unless you're talking about, like, is it JPEG, PNG, or something like that? JPEG is probably the best uh, format to use as far as that, that goes. Um, but um, certainly, you know, they would be linked to something outside. Uh, embedded story, I would say the same thing, is, is that if you've got a, uh, a story that you want people to go, go read, you could, you could maybe have the beginning of it there and then, then just have a link that says, you know, read, read more, read the rest, or something like that. Uh, we have names and functions. Okay, good. Trying to be more personal for specific functions. Ex excellent. Excellent. Learn more about them. What keeps them awake at night? You know, what, you know, what, what, what aggravates them? How do you help them? Um, how do you segregate databases based on multiple email campaigns? Well, they're just, you know, everything is separate. Um, uh, uh, you know, in your, your databases, uh, you know, you know who, uh, um, you know, if you're able to uh, filter out, you know, senior managers, something like that, or CEOs or you know, somebody like that. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you're, you just, uh, you know, segment the, uh, you know, you're sending cam campaigns to that segment. All right, and you are you know you're measuring the campaigns that are going to that segment, um, and uh, um, you might have to have you know separate databases you know for them, uh, and you know pull that you know filter them out and just create a new database uh, for that group. That's a, all I've ever done is that whenever I've uh, gotten into um, taking you know I'm, I'm, you know somebody might bring me a database of a couple thousand people and we say okay well who's who are the CEOs who are the middle managers who who are the salespeople or something like that. You know, and we pull them out. We create different databases, and uh, and just use it that way. Um, we well, got a lot of questions now, and I'm going to keep answering these things. So uh, I appreciate you guys sticking around. Uh, okay, does using an opt out option in email solve the unsolicited email issue? This this removes names from from lists, so no additional email is sent. Let, let's 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 make sure we understand ourselves. Okay, um, uh, when you send out emails to a list you must include opt-out. You must include the ability to unsubscribe to everybody, okay? Regardless of that, again, if you are sending unsolicited emails, then you are, you are opening yourself up to the potential of being reported to the FTC. So it's all, it's all I can tell you. You know, you, you might get away with it, uh, you know, you, you, you might not. But as far as providing opt-out in there, you have to do that anyway. You have, you, you know, when you send an email blast out, here's the, here are the things that you have to do. Number one is that you have to, uh, uh, you know, prove, prove a relationship. Have to be able to prove a relationship. Number two is, is that you have to, you must include the, ad, the name 
an address of the company from where these are coming from. You, know, you can put these down at the bottom if you want. Contact information, you know, name, address, phone number, uh, somewhere in in the email. You must provide the ability to unsubscribe uh, immediately within, you know, uh, in, in there, uh, and uh, um, you know, and that's that's what you have to include. All right, you cannot cannot uh, send them out without including those. Um, let's see. Are there any particular email components? Uh, Specific words, punctuation, etc., that are more likely to trigger spam catchers. I think that the um, I would I would go uh, I would do a search on that myself. I mean, you know, we've you know we've heard that uh, like the word free, uh, you know, is is caught by spam. I use the word free a lot uh, in my uh, email blasts nowadays, uh, and I don't really see it uh, impacting uh, anymore. Uh, much much of that. So, um, but what what a lot of these programs have, like I use Aweber and and Infusionsoft and things like that. A lot of what uh, what a lot of these programs have is that when you write an email, they will have um, a a a thing within you know within the the service that says okay check for spam you know a spam score, and you can check your email against uh, against their current. Um, algorithm of spam of sp spam score, and then you can find out from that whether you're whether you're okay or not. So most of the services have that within there, um, and, you know. But but that it changes regularly. Morning, afternoon, or after hours best for emailing? Yes. <laughs> Again, it it depends on your market. It depends on the people. Um, uh, you know, I've I've had. Uh, it's interesting. I have I have lists that I've worked with that, you know, I would send at six a.m. Eastern time and get incredible response. And then I have lists that uh, I send at you know three p.m. Eastern and and get incredible response. So it it totally depends on the uh, the market. Teresa, hi, how are you? What do I think about email template companies like Mailchimp? Yeah, I'm all for them. I think that I think they're great. Uh, um, but again, you're getting into you know they're HTML and uh, um, you know my preference. I mean, I, I I use both. I use both. I use I use pretty pretty HTMLs. You know, you'll notice that sometimes you get an e an, e uh, an email from me and it has has a pretty little orange bar across the top and and, and that that stuff. And sometimes you get an e uh, an email from me that doesn't. That it looks like a text message. They're all HTML. They are all HTML because it allows me to track click-throughs and uh, and that type of stuff. But it just appears uh, um, just it just appears to be a text message. So yeah, I'm I'm I you know Mailchimp and like I say Constant Contact, Aweber, uh, the they're they're all they're all good companies. They really are. Lunchtime, eh, you know I'm you know I think you just have to test, John. You know. Is it ever good to send overnight? Um, that that's probably the one time that I would say does not work because then when you know when people do come in in the morning and they when they do first check their emails, um, they might be checking them after they wake up or something like that, and they're not really into um, reading everything. And and you know they might have a big long list of emails that came in overnight. So I would be careful about that. Um, our vendors give us PDFs to use. <laughs> what is the best way? To then embed that into an email. Well, they see there you go. Um, it, you know, you can you can put e PDFs like as a picture in your uh, uh, in your email, 
Um, but of course they're giving you PDFs because it's it's so simple and it's so easy and they don't have to work very hard to do that. Um, it, you know, are these are these things that your customers want? That's my question. Do they want to receive this stuff? And if it is, if if they want to receive this stuff, then what I would do is I would put a link in an email that says, "Hey, if you would like to get more information, we have a PDF that you can get." click this link and it will take you to a page where you can download the PDF and then I would I would take them to a landing page where I then and then on that landing page it says hey you know thanks for coming here um, you know you know uh, give us your email give you give us your name and email address and you, you can get this PDF right now for free so uh, I would use I would use it that way but the first question is always uh, do your customers want to get this you know, I'm going to tell you, I don't care that the vendors want want your customers to get the PDF. I only care if the customers want to get the PDF. Um, I mean, obviously, we want to have, uh, um, uh, you know, obviously, we want to have a conversation with our marketplace so that we can eventually give them that information. We want to get to that, get to that point. But if all we're doing is just blasting out PDFs that are sales sheets and, you know, product sheets and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, then we're just hoping that sooner or later something's going to stick against the wall. Do you have a favorite font you use for text messages, Helvetica, Tahoma? Uh, curious. I alternate between uh, um, Helvetica and um, uh, Times, New Roman. Uh, those are the two that I use. Uh, and, uh, and, and if I ever just want to get a little bit wild, sometimes I'll use uh, the typewriter. You know that, that looks like looks like an old, old courier or something like that, um, but that's it. You know I don't get into crazy crazy fonts or anything like that. Helvetica is is I would say Helvetica is probably my default. You know my my fallback. Audio is lost. Hmm. Okay, well, unfortunately came in, came in late. Uh, are you making this available as a podcast? Yeah, it's going to be everything's archived. Everything is archived, so don't worry about that. Um, so, wow, I'm down to the last one. Thank you, Kelly's dad. Wish her luck on the links. Yes, thank you very much. Um, absolutely. Uh, thank you all for staying online this long with me. For We've gone a few pa minutes past. ton of questions. That's great. I love to see that. Love to see all these questions. Love to see all these people online. Hope I've answered, some, uh, hope I've answered your questions that uh, uh, you've had. Hope I've given you some good information. This is recorded. It will be archived. It will be online in the next day or two, I promise. And uh, other than that, um, you can, let's see, where, what do we got here? I, you can contact me. Oh, next month, direct mail. This month I talked about email. Next month I'm going to talk about direct mail. <laughs> An oldie but goodie. June 12th, put that on your calendar. If you need to contact me, it's steveattheadventure.com. Please do. Otherwise, here is the Big Sky Championship, Big Sky Conference Championship team, Portland State University. That's Kelly over there on the left, teeing off today, this afternoon in about four, in about three hours, and I'm very excited to go watch them. Thanks again, everybody, for joining me today. I hope you come back and join us again next month. Be sure to register for IMTS and the, and the conference. And other than that, I will see you on the internet. Bye.